0: Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kufya Dalad of Mesechta Shabbos, Daf 114. So it's, it's kind of a cool Daf. The first the first da, the first Amud goes like a little quicker. The second Amud goes a little slower. <laughs> um, so we start off talking about appropriate ways for Torah students to dress. Hmm, sounds interesting, right? Who is considered a Torah scholar? Uh, and then uh, offering korbanos between Yom Kippur and Shabbos. thats kind of where we segue into the slower part. <laughs> um, and then we talk about being doche shvuses, <laughs> like dinim Dirabanan that we talked about in WhatsApp recently. Um, yeah, mayor mayor sent us that citation from the Rambam that we're gonna sort of get into that. All right? Is shvus Is it Uh We'll get to that. And preparing vegetables On Yom Kippur That falls out on Shabbos Can you prepare vegetables? What do you guys think? Well Don't answer yet Let's discuss it at the end Friends We're going to start on Daf, Yud Gim, Kuf Yud Gimel Amur Five lines From the bottom Wow So that is a pasuk from Yeshaya, I think Sure why not? Yeah, it's puzzle from Yishayah. So, God says about Sancheirev that um, instead or under his honor will um, burn a fire. Okay. Under or instead of his clothes or maybe his body will burn a fire. Let's see. I'm Rabbi says Rabbi Yochanan. V'sachas kvodo v'lo kvodo So, under his honor. And let's keep on going. Rabbi Yochanan Right? That, um, Rabbi Yochanan, as we learned yesterday, calls his clothing his honor. So what it means, Vesacha Skvodo, right? What it means that, so it means underneath his honor, i.e., underneath his clothing, is going to burn a fire, i.e., all the soldiers of Sancheirv, their bodies will get burnt up. Um, yeah, but their clothing will be spared, I guess. Rabbi Lazar, says, Rabbi Lazar, Skvodo, Mamish. Whereas he says, Tachas doesn't mean underneath, it means instead of. And Kvodo doesn't mean their clothing, it means their bodies. So basically, their bodies are going to get completely um, burned. They're going to be replaced with fire. Reb Shmua Banachmani, Tachas, Kvodo. So Reb Shmua Banachmani kind of has a um, hybrid, which is he learns Tachas like Reb does, which means underneath. But he learns Kvodo like Reb does, which means um, body. So it means underneath the body. Friends, what's underneath your body? Or sort of one step deeper within your body? Your soul. Kisreifas b'nei Like the way that the children of Aharon were burnt. Afkan Just like when the children of Aharon Nadav they offered a foreign fire and uh, they were burnt to death. So it means that their souls were burnt, but their bodies remained intact. And Rav Shmuel Barachmani is saying the same thing over here. Tachas Kvodo means um, beneath his body, within his body, um, will burn a fire. The, their souls will get burnt, but not their physical bodies. How do we know uh, a precedent for changing your clothing? in the Torah, it says Rashi, top Rashi on, that it is a way, of honor before God, so where do we see, in the Torah, that changing your clothes, is a way of honor, before God, as the Pasuk says, by Truma HaDashen, right, every day, in the Beit they would take a stickle and um, ashes, from the Mizbeach, and, Wait a second. Is this talking about Chuma? Yeah, I think it is talking about Chuma Sadashin. But why does it say Chuma Sadashin went outside of the camp? And that's what it means that when, when, when all of the, uh, maybe that's what it means. Oh man. I'm not sure. Uh, what does Rashi say? Oh yeah, I don't think it's actually true Masadeh. I'm not sure it's talking about true Masadeh. I think it might just talk about when there's too much ash on the Mizbeach, so then they would take all the ash and bring it out, out outside of the base of HaMikdash. I think that's what it is. Um, in any event, it says over there that when the Kohen is taking out these ashes, so he would, um, would change his clothing and he wouldn't wear his regular clothing that he serves with in the, ba- within the base of HaMikdash, whether he would use Kielu work clothing, clothing that he doesn't care if it gets dirty when he's taking out all these ashes. And therefore, we see a precedent of, you know, uh, it's it's honorable to God to change your clothing and to wear nicer clothing when you're serving God. And for that reason, the Kohen, when he was taking the ashes out of the Besamikdash, so he would um, change into like work clothing, so to speak, so that the clothing that he's serving God with in the Besamikdash will um, remain clean. Right, so as the Pazuk says, as, as the Pazuk says, that he will take off his serving clothing and, um, wear other clothing. That the Torah is teaching us a proper way to live. The clothing he was wearing when he was cooking in the kitchen for his master, he shouldn't then go and present himself to his master as like a waiter, and pour him wine. No, his dirty uh, kitchen clothes with stains all over them, he should change out of those clothes and then put on his service clothing and then decant wine for his master. Am Rebbe Khiya bar Abba Am Rebbe Yochanan G'nai Uli Tamud Chocham As we saw in Masechta in Brachis that it is a disgrace for a Tamil Chocham that he should go out to the market with um, patched-up shoes. But one second, Rabbi Acha bar he would go out to the Shuk with shoes that were patched up. No, when we're saying that you should, that a Tamar should not go out with shoes with patches, it's okay to have a patch on the shoe, it's not a big deal. However, don't go out with shoes that have patches on top of patches that are mamish, not mechubad. And mamish look, uh, as we're going to see in a minute, Kilo represents the Torah, right? You don't necessarily want the image of somebody who studies Torah to be somebody who is is, is 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 a shlump and walks out with shoes that are just covered in holes and patches. rabbi bar'aba, am kotam chayev misa. Yoiks! So says Rabbi the name Yochanan. Any Torah scholar who there is like schmalz shtickle schmaltz on his uh, clothing, so then he's chayv misa. Hey vey. So nobody's saying to stay away from the schmaltz, but make sure that it doesn't get on your on your shirt, and then you don't go out to public like that. So if if um, if a uh, Torah scholar goes out with a, wearing clothing that has like oil and fat and whatever he ate for lunch all over it. So then uh, he was, sorry, b- brother, but we were going to have to, um, we're going to have to kill you. Shanae is the Puzzle said, well, I don't think that we're going to kill you, but I guess God will kill you. Whatever, let's move on. It says it's Chayv Misa. I don't know. Shanae is the Puzzle says, kom sa- kom sanoy, ahavu maves. All those who hate me, well, they must love death. Ha 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 Prepare to die. So don't read it those who hate me, rather those who make others hate me. Masniai, those who make others hate me. Meaning, if what happens if you have a Torah scholar who spends all day studying Torah and he goes out like uh dressed like a schlump and he's got schmaltz all over his shirt from the chalant and kishka that he ate for lunch. It doesn't write so then what happens? People look at this fellow and he says, Yuck, I don't want anything to do with this guy. And guess what? By association, I don't want anything to do with people with what this person represents, which is people who study Torah, right? So rather, people who study Torah, they should uh, make sure that they are presentable so that, you know, we want to represent the Torah in a positive way that we should associate studying Torah with positive ways of living. Ravina oh my. Said, Ravina, Reved Itmar. Oh, so Ravina says it's not talking about re- uh, Revev. It's not talking about Schmaltz. It's talking about um, uh, sperm. Oh, okay, very good. Tam Chacham shouldn't go out with sperm on his clothing. Hmm, okay. Itmar, Veloplige ha-beglima ha, ha- oh, sorry, Ravina, Itmar. So, V'loplige ha-beglima ha- And they don't argue, depends. It was on your outer cloak, so that's when we're talking about the Schmaltz. We're talking about some kind of an inner cloak, like, it's just like a regular shirt or something. So then, uh, you don't want sperm on your regular clothes either. So says, what does the pasuk say in Yeshaya? That, like, my servant Yeshaya uh, walked naked and barefoot. Arum bivgadim blew him, Naked means that he was wearing worn out clothing. V'yachef means that he was wearing sandals that were all patched up. Okay. not awesome we learn over there. Where's over there? Who could tell me? In Mikvaos, in the Mesechta Mikvaos. Revev al-Amar if you have shmaltz on a um, donkey saddle cloth, well, that schmaltz is going to make a chatzitsa in the mikvah. You would have to, you know, wash the saddle cloth first before putting it into the mikvah, I guess, if it somehow got tame, Okay? Okay. Now, Rabshim Megamliel says the size of that stain would have to be uh, the size of an Italian coin. Alright? Now, if you get schmaltz on your clothing, so if the schmaltz is only on one side of the clothing, right, meaning it hasn't seeped all the way through, it wasn't that much schmaltz, just a little bit, so then it's not going to be a chatzitza. But if it uh, mamish all the way through, so then, so then it would be a chatzitza. It would make a. It would be a separation in the mikveh. You'd have to remove it before you put in the mikveh. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rabbi Yishmael, says Rabbi Yehuda the name of Rabbi Yishmael af mitzad echad chotetz. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Yishmael that even if that shmaltz is only on one side of the garment, it's still going to be a separation in the mikvah. ben Lakish, when we say that the saddle cloth of a donkey, if it has schmalz on it, that is going to be a chatzitza the mikvah, are we talking about that it's schmalz all the way through or only on one side? So Rabbi Hanina says, I don't know, I, I haven't heard explicitly the answer to your question, but I have heard something similar that we can may, perhaps learn from. The as we learn in a Mishnah, also in Mikvos. Rabbi Yosi Omer says Rabbi Yosi Maybe it's even talking the same Mishnah. The I think it might be the same Mishnah. The as we learn in that Mishnah. Rabbi Yosi Omer says Rabbi Yosi Mitzad Echad Veshabor Mishnetz Daden. So, if it's of the Bana'in, and we're going to have to, we're going to explain what these Bana'in are. But um, Rabbi says, well, if the garment belongs to the bana'in, well then, even if the schmaltz is only on one side, you, it's going to be a chatzitza. However, if it's uh, of an ignoramus, well, then we're not going to be so makbid. It'll only be a chatzitza uh, once it schmaltzes all the way through to the other side. But just a shtickle schmaltz for an uh, ignoramus won't be a chatzitza because chatzitsas are generally on something that you are makbid on. And I guess an ignoramus Either he isn't makbid on uh, little stains or he doesn't have to be makbid on little stains, right? Well, I'll give you a, a, a little uh, giveaway. Bana'in, at least according to one opinion, means tamidei chachamim, right? So as we said, tamidei have to be more maqbid on making sure that they are clean and tidy. Therefore, for them, we're more strict. For the uh, ignoramuses, eh, so so... Maybe they are strict or maybe they aren't, but, but they don't necessarily, you know, we, we don't require them to be strict. So therefore, it's only going to be a chatzitza when, um, the clothing is schmaltzed through and through. You're going to have to wash that first. Anyways, new. No. So we see that, um, that, uh, according to Rabbiosi, in ignoramus, it would only, uh, the schmalz on a shirt would only be a chatzitza if it's schmalzed all the way through. So Now, you know, it wouldn't be, really make sense to say that while, you know, we're not super mocked when it comes to ignoramus, even if, uh, you know, if, if there's schmaltz on only one side of a shirt, so then it wouldn't be a chatzitza. yet we're going to be more strict when it comes to a saddlecloth of a donkey, that even if there's schmaltz on only one side, it's already considered a chatzitzah? No, from the fact that, like, you know, we can, you know, Rabiosi can say, that for an ignoramus, um, it's only considered a chatzitza once it's schmaltzed all the way through. So you can you can assume that for the um, saddle cloth of a donkey, it's also only going to be considered a chatzitza once it's schmaltzed through and through. A good, geschmacka, schmaltzy um, saddle cloth. Sounds like a saddle cloth that I'd want to ride on. Sounds very nice. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's shtickle not safe. You know, I assume the point of the saddle is you want to stay on the donkey, but if it's so schmaltzy, you might be slipping and sliding. No, maybe you got to wear a seatbelt. But what if the seat what 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 if the seatbelt is schmaltzy? Oh gosh, that sounds like a schmaltzy ride. Some people might like that, Lamaisa. Le Let's go weiter. Mai banoid. Now what are these banayim? So am biogenan ilu chachamim she'ostem bebinyanah Wow. What is this banayim? This banayim otamideh chachamim. Whereas right, we say, right? Now um, what do we say? Tamideh chachamim ma'im shalom ba'olam. Weil ich nenne we banayim mud'asham rav shalom banayach. Hatzu banayach ala banayach. Right. banayach referring to eh uh, tamideh chachamim. They are the ones that are they uphold the world with, through their Torah study. They build the world, keep it built with their Torah study. Okay. So, so, so therefore, when, um, Rabbi Yudis says in the name of Rabbi Yishmael, that it's the Bana'in, um, even if there's shmaltz on only one side of their clothes, it's talking about, the uh, Tamini Chacham. If I'm Rabbi Yochanan, it says, Rabbi Yochanan, Who would be considered a Torah scholar that if he just shows up and says, oh yeah, that's my lost object, that we can just, Trust him. We don't say, "Well, give us a sign to prove that it's your lost object." We can just trust him. So, so that is uh, somebody. I don't know if it's anybody. Probably he's talking about a Torah scholar, I guess. Who's who's because um, after all, we all talking about. We are talking about somebody's a Torah scholar, but I guess a Torah scholar who's also um, careful when it comes to his clothing that if it's inside out, he will flip it over to make sure that it's outside in. To make sure it's the right way. Uh Uh-oh. sounds like somebody's doing some work. Some noisy work. Noisy work that will distract me. Okay, well, then I better try not to let it distract me. Who is a Torah scholar who um, we can appoint him as a leader of a congregation? So, so this is a, a, a Torah scholar who who you can ask him a, a question of halacha anywhere in the Torah and he will be able to give you an answer even if it is in something as specific and as infrequently learned as the b'risa that's called m'sechta kala. V'am It says Rabbi Yochanan, Who is a Torah scholar that the people in his city are commanded to um, do his work for him, to to support him? Interesting. This is somebody who who puts aside his own needs and his own um, interests and uh, deals uh, exclusively with the interests of God. Now, um, to put this in perspective, the Gemara says this means you know we just ensure that he has uh, bread to eat. This doesn't mean that we have to uh, you know ensure that he lives the good life. Just make sure that he has his basic uh, needs and that we can focus on um, serving God. It's Yochanan is now going sort of almost like unpacking something that would that would something that Rabbi Yochanan mentioned earlier. Vamar Yochanan, Ezutamul Chacham right? So it says, who is a Tamir Chacham? Um, this is somebody who you can ask him a, a, a halacha in any area of Torah and he will be able to um, explain it to you. And what is the nafkamina in terms of uh, how erudite he is? Well, in terms of uh, placing him as a leader of the uh, community. If he's able to answer a uh, question in um, in one mesecta, what is, does Rashi say? Exactly, B'cham Mesecta means the the that he's learning right now, right? So if you if you can if he can answer a question that you ask him in the in the tractate that he's learning at the moment, well then you could make him the rabbi in your city, the leader of your city. Tanuya B'resh If you can, Mamish ask him a question anywhere in Shas well then you could uh, make him the Rosh Shiva. And if you remember, andaf Gimel Amud Beis, right? So there was uh, an incident, one of those Bar Pachte incidents, right, where we had Rav and Reb Chia in front of Rebbe. And Rav asked Rebbe a question um, that that was just like a a random question about Hilchus Shabbos and Rebbe was not necessarily learning the Hilchus Shabbos at that point. And Rav asked him a question to which um, Rebbechia sort of scolded him and said, Hey, Rav, um, you're not really supposed to ask somebody a question if they're not learning that Masechta right now. But don't worry, it's okay because Rebbe is on such a level That he can even answer you basically anywhere in Shas. So we see that Rebbe would would um, sort of fit into this category of being able to answer a question anywhere in Shas, and that sort of so he was it was befitting of him to be the leader that he was. So, Rish Lakish says, so, I guess he disagrees with his Chavrusa slash Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan. And, whereas Rabbi Yochanan said that Bana'in are the Tamil chachamim e who build the world, the world through their learning. And, Rish Lakish actually says that the Bana'in is referring to clothing of the, uh, bathhouse attendants, because a bathhouse is called a baybane. So, that's like Bana'in. So, these Bana'in are the clothing of the bathhouse attendants, that they had this very, uh, fancy, like towels and things that they would have for their customers when they would uh, leave the bath. So that is what we're talking about when we say that the clothing of the uh, bathhouse attendants, if there's shmaltz even on one side, it's already going to be a chatzitza. One second. But is that implying that these towels of these bathhouse attendants were white? um but Rabbianna said to his children, Banai, my children, my sons, I'll take lo bechelim, levanim, lo bechelim, Do not bury me in, uh, white shrouds or in black shrouds. Levanim shemelo ezke veya kechosin Don't bury me in white shrouds because if I do not merit to go to the world to come and instead I merit to go to Gehenim, well, then I will be the, the, there, I'll be in Gehenim with my white clothing and I'll be like a, um, Groom among mourners, and don't bury me in black clothing because Shema ben benach and do not bury me in black clothing because maybe who knows maybe I will merit and I will be able to go to olam haba to Gan Eden, and if I'm wearing black clothing well then I will be like a mourner among the grooms, ella haol yarin aban sayab rather bury me in shrouds that are somewhere in the middle rather bury me and bury me in the shrouds of these Olyarin, uh, that come from overseas. So we see that it wasn't black, it wasn't white, it was red. So it depends. If it's like the outer cloak, which is what Rabbiane was referring to, so that would be red. But if it's sort of like a lower cloak, so then uh, like an under cloak, you know, something like the bathhouse attendance, this isn't like a cloak that you'd wear out to the uh, uh, you know as like your top layer of clothing out to the market so that would be white okay rabbi shmuel Omer okay exciting stuff so what did rabbi shmuel say in the mishnah rabbi shmuel said that you would be allowed to fold cl- uh, clothing and make your bed from yom kippur to shabbos okay And then he continues and he says in the Mishnah that um, the fats, which Rashi explains as the Avarim, which means the limbs, which is interesting. Okay. But the limbs from, if you have like a, a Corbin, Corbin Arbaim, the afternoon Corbin of Shabbos. Okay. So, Chelve Shabbos, Corbin Biyomaki So, let's say Yom Kippur falls out on Motzari Shabbos. So, the limbs of the Tommet Arbaim, from Shabbos afternoon, if they were not yet put on the Mizbeach, you could put them on the Mizbeach, and Amotsoi Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur. However, if Yom Kippur was on Friday, and you didn't manage to get the limbs from the Talmud Shabbino Arbaim of Yom Kippur onto the Mizbeach, um, do not put them on the Mizbeach on Friday night, which is Shabbos. Rabbi Kiva Omer says Rabbi Kiva Lo Shabbos Yom Kippurim Also continuing in the Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva says that um, it doesn't work in either direction, right? If 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 Yom Kippur is on a Friday. Do not put, if you, if, if you have, if, if you didn't manage to get all the limbs of the Talmud Ben Arbaim of Yom Kippur onto the Mizbeach before the end of Yom Kippur, you may not do it on Friday night, which of course is Shabbos. And if Yom Kippur is on Sunday, well, if you didn't manage to get the limbs of the Talmud Ben Arbaim from Shabbos afternoon onto the Mizbeach before the end of Shabbos, do not put them onto the Mizbeach on Yom Kippur, right? It doesn't work either way, okay? So that's machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, right? Rabbi Shmuel basically says, Basically, everybody agrees that you would not, if, if, that if Yom Kippur falls out on Friday, you would not be able to put the limbs of the Tammashal ben Arbaim from Yom Kippur afternoon onto the Mizbeach on Friday night, on Shabbos. The Machlokas is, what if Yom Kippur is on Sunday, right? Can you put the, um, limbs of the Korbat Tammashal B'na Arbaim of Shabbos if you didn't manage to put them onto the Mizbech, before the end of Shabbos, can you put them onto the Mizbech? Motzai Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur. Rabbi Kiva says no. Rabbi Shmuel says yes. Okay, fine. Tanur So says the Gemara. Olas Shabbos. So don't read it Bishabbato. Read it bishabbos. Okay, that is what the uh, Gilion offers as a way to read it, and it reads the shtickle better. So Tanur Aban. Olas Shabbos bishabbos. So we learn in a prisa, that we have the Pasuk says, I think in the context of Shabbos. Yeah, definitely in the context of Shabbos. Ola Shabbos be Shabbos, right? So what it's saying is you could bring the offering, the Korban tamid offering of Shabbos on another Shabbos. Right? What does that mean? Limit al Shabbos she yom So that teaches that the Korban Ola, the tamid Shobin arbaim of Shabbos, if you didn't manage to get the limbs onto the Mizbeach on Shabbos afternoon... Well, don't worry. Bisha, right? Ola Shabbos, Bishabbos. The Ola of Shabbos can be brought on another Shabbos, i.e., if Yom Kippur is Motsoi Shabbos, don't worry. You can, um, put the limbs of the Korban of Shabbos, on Motsoi Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur, which is, of course, also, uh, called Shabbos. Fine. Limit al-Khelv al-Shabbos, Kippurim, teaches that the limbs of the Korban of Shabbos can be offered on Motsoi Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur yom Kippur and Bishabis, Is it possible that also if Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday and you didn't manage to around and get the uh, limbs of the korban ben arbaim of Yom Kippur onto the mizbeach? Is it possible that you'd be able to do that on Friday night, which is Shabbos? Tamolom b'Shabbato on its Shabbos. It's a it's a mute divrei Rabbi Yishmael. It's excluding. So it's excluding that um, uh, that that situation. That if Yom Kippur is on a Friday. You would not be able to, uh, put limbs from the Kormitom and Shobin Arbaim of Yom Kippur that you didn't manage to get onto Mizbeach, uh, before the end of Yom Kippur. You would not be able to put them on Mizbeach on Friday night, which of course is Shabbos. That is Rabbi Yishmel's opinion. Rabbi Akiva Omer says Rabbi Akiva, Ola Shabbos be Shabbos, okay? When we talk about the Ola, the Korban Ola of Shabbos being brought on another Shabbos, made al Chelve Shabbos Sheikh Kraven so, what this teaches are going to be kiva is that if you have a yumtiv that falls out on a mutsoi Shabbos and the fat and, and the, the limbs of uh, the korban tumid of Shabbos uh, were not put on the mizbeach before the end of Shabbos. So, don't worry, you could put them on the mizbeach on which Shabbos, which is Yomtiv. Right? Now, of course, we learned in the first, mission uh, Mishnah of all of Shast, right? The first day that we had the, the, the merit of, of, of studying Gemara together. So we learned that, um, right? Hector Chalab Vevarim Vevar mitzvahs omura Right? That you're allowed to burn the fats in the limbs until, um, dawn. So if, even if you didn't manage to chop a on Shabbos afternoon, so you would still be able to put them on the Mizbeach, um, until, until, until the morning. Uh, the question is, but after Shabbos is now Yom Tiv, Rabbi, uh, Akiva says, no problem, we learned from Ola Shabbos, B'Shabbos, that if we, if you didn't manage to get the limbs of the Korb and of Shabbos onto the before the end of Shabbos, no problem, you can just do it Motsoi Shabbos, even though it's Yom Tiv. Fine. Yachol Akipurim, is it possible also that if maybe, what if Motsoi Shabbos was Yom Kippur? Would you be able to put these limbs of the Talmud Shobbenu Abayim of Shabbos and the Mizbeach and Mutzah Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur, Tamlomer Bishabbat Toh. And it's Shabbos to exclude if Mutzah Shabbos is Yom Kippur. And then certainly not, of course, if Friday was Yom Kippur and you're asking if you can um, offer the limbs of the tammid Shobin Abayim of Yom Kippur on Friday night, which is Shabbos. Of course not. Okay. Now this is interesting. Now kishetim tzeloma. Okay, fine, very good. So basically, according to Bishmuel, the first limit of Olas Shabbos b'Shabbos is to say that if the limbs of the Karmatam bin Arbaim of Shabbos afternoon were not offered on Shabbos after on Shabbos, so according to Bishmuel, you would be allowed to offer them on Motzai Shabbos even if Motzai Shabbos is Yom Kippur. Okay. Rabbi Akiva learns out from that something else, which is that if um, the limbs of the Talmud or Bayim of Shabbos were not offered on Shabbos, you can offer them on Motzei Shabbos even if Motzei Shabbos is Yom Tiv, but not if it was Yom Kippur. The question is, how um, do how slash why do Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva learn their respective um, teachings from this pasuk? So, kshatim lomar, that you can say, the divit rabbi yishmoel, nidarim unidavis craven be yomtiv, ve kra lioma kipurim Okay, friends. So, apparently, this is a, 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 machlokes in, uh, mesechta Uh, looks like it comes up a few times, maybe. But in any event, um. There is a machlokas between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva regarding, are you allowed to offer nidavos on Yom Tif, Right? If I decide, I want to bring a korban to Hashem. Can I bring this korban, this sort of, um, volun- va- voluntary korban? Can I offer it on Yom Tif, or can I only do that during the week? So according to Rabbi Ishmael, the answer is yes. No problem. You may offer, um, korbanos nidavos on Yom Tif. And therefore, if I can offer voluntary Nidavos on yom well, then certainly, if I have the korban tamid shabbanar of Shabbos afternoon, that the limbs were not put on the mizbeach on Shabbos afternoon, and the quote you're asking me, can I put the limbs of the korban tamid shabbanar on the mizbeach on, on yom Obviously, the answer is going to be yes. I can even bring um, non-obligatory korbanos on So therefore, I don't need Ola Shabbos Bishabis to teach me that I can offer the limbs of the Tamat Shabayim of Shabbos on Mutsuayi Shabbos, which is yomtif. Obviously, I can do that. I can even bring voluntary korbanos on So what do I learn from Ola Shabbos Bishabis? It teaches us that I can offer the limbs of the korbanat Shabayim of Shabbos afternoon, that weren't put onto the mizbeach on Shabbos on Yom Kippur. If Yom Kippur is Shabbos, I can even put those limbs on the mizbeach on Yom Kippur. That's what he learns from them. However, Rabbi Akiva says that you may not offer voluntary korbanis on Yom Tif. And therefore, if you're going to ask me, can I offer the limbs of the baim of Shabbos that weren't put on the mezbeach on Shabbos, can I offer them on Mutsari Shabbos, which is Yomtiv? Tiv? I, I, I don't know. I don't have any re- meaning. According to Rabbi Shmuel, the answer is obviously yes, because I can even bring voluntary korbanos on Yom Tiv. But according to Rabbi Akiva, you're not allowed to bring voluntary korbanos on Yomtiv. So what about this Tometh Shabbin Rabayim of Shabbos that wasn't put on the Mizbeach on Shabbos? Can I offer it on Yomtiv? So for that, Rabbi Akiva relies on the Pasuk of Ola Shabbos B'Shabbos that the korban Ola of Shabbos can be offered on another Shabbos which is referring to Yomtiv according to Rabbi Akiva. Okay? So therefore, the Divi Rabbi Akiva Therefore, we need that Pasuk to say that you're allowed to um, offer this korban Tamit from Shabbos afternoon on mutsai right the limbs that they didn't make it to the mizbech you can put it on the mizbech on mutsai yom Shabbos which is uh, yomtiv very good. Om um, ibzera says ibzera ki avina when I was in bavel remember ibzera made aliyah from bavel to eretz yisrael so ibzera is now recounting of when he was in bavel. Hava Amri, hava Amri, I would say Hoditanya. The following, that which we learned learn in the following price Say, Yom HaKippurim Shechaliyoz Erev Shabbos. Okay, that if Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday, Lohayu Token, they would not blow Shofar, right? Remember, we learned on Tafei Lamad Gimel or something that uh, they would blow Shofar on Friday afternoon, right? So people would stop doing Malacha. So he says that I assumed that this price that says that yom Shabbos, that when Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday, yutoken, they wouldn't, there would be no reason to blow shofar on Friday afternoon, i.e. on Yom Kippur afternoon. Uv and on if if, if uh, yom kippur falls out on Yom Kippur They would not uh, make any kind of have dala. Divriya kolhi. I thought that that was, um, according to everybody, both according to Rabbi Akiva and according to Rabbi Ishmael. but when I went over to Eretzisro, when I made Aliyah, I found Yehuda, the son of Rabbi Shim Ben Pazi, the Yosef who was sitting with Omar, and he said, Rabbi Akiva, hi. at that price, is specifically Rabbi Akiva, the Rabbi Ishmael came into Omar, Okay. Friends, what does this mean? So it means that we have this b'risa. We have this b'risa that says that when uh, Yom Kippur falls out on Friday, okay, there would be no need to blow shofar on Friday to, 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 to indicate to anybody that you have to stop doing Malachah because it's Yom Kippur. You're not doing malacha anyways. Right? Now, Reb Zera assumed, initially, well, Reb Zera assumed and even assumes later, but in any event, he was saying that when he was in Bavil, he assumed that this b'raisa was both according to Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shma'al. What's an afgham? You know? why, why would why should there be any difference between Rabbi Akiva's opinion and Rabbi Shma'al's opinion? What's Rabbi Akiva's opinion? What's Rabbi, Rabbi Shma's opinion? We said that the place where they argue is if you have the um, uh, limbs of the Korban Tamid bein Orbaim Exactly. That if you have the Korban Tamid Shalbein u'arbayim of Shabbos afternoon and you didn't manage to get them on the Mizbeach on Shabbos afternoon, Can you offer them on Motzai Shabbos when Motzai Shabbos is Yom Kippur? Right when Yom Kippur is Sunday, okay, not Friday but Sunday. So Rabbi Kiva says, "No, you may not. You may not offer. You may not put the limbs of the Korban Korban Tumtchobin Rabayim of Shabbos on the Mizbeach on Motzai Shabbos if Motzai Shabbos is Yom Kippur." Rabbi Shmuel says, "You may." Okay, and they both agree that if Yom Kippur was on Friday, you would not be able to put the uh, limbs of the Korma Talmud, Shobinu of Yom Kippur, if you didn't manage to get them on the on Yom Kippur, uh, they both agree that you would not be able to put them on the Mizbech Friday night, which is Shabbos. However, the difference is, well, that's one difference, but, but the point is, that according to Rabbi Akiva, there is no difference between um, when Yom Kippur is on Friday, or when Yom Kippur is on Sunday, it makes no difference. Putting the limbs of the Talmud Shabin Arba'im from one to the other is not going to be allowed. However, according to Bishmel, there's a difference that while you may put the limbs of the Talmud Shabin Arba'im from Shabbos on the Mizbeach, Mutzai Shabbos, if Yom Kippur is on Sunday, however, you may not do the same if um, Yom Kippur was on Friday. You would not be able to put the korban, the the limbs of the korban tamid shobin rabaim of Yom Kippur on the mizbeach on Friday night if you didn't manage to get them onto the mizbeach during Yom Kippur. Therefore, I would think that according to Rabbi Ishmael, if Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday, I should blow shofar. On Friday. To tell the Kohanim. Hey. You guys better wrap up the Talmud. Because unlike when Yom Kippur. Falls out on Sunday. this Now that Yom Kippur is on Friday. You will not be able to. Put the limbs of the Talmud. On the Mizbeach tonight. On Shabbos. Therefore you better wrap up. And make sure that you get the limbs of the tamid shabener on the mizbeach while it's still yom kippur. Now, according to Rabbi Akiva, you don't need this warning because, according to him, they know like you know you can't put the limbs of the korban tamid shabener abayim between yom kippur and shabbos, whether yom kippur is on a friday and going into shabbos, or whether yom kippur is on a sunday, which means that shabbos is going into it. It makes no difference. So, according to Rabbi Akiva, you don't really need the warning. However, according to Rabbi Yishmael, you can argue that the should blow the shofar on Friday to remind the Kohanim, like, hey, unlike when Yom Kippur falls out on a Sunday, since Yom Kippur is today on a Friday, you better make sure that you get the um, limbs of the Korba, the Talmud, or Rabayim of Yom Kippur onto the Mizbeach, because you won't be able to put them onto the Mizbeach tonight. Cool. So so that is what the uh, Gemara is saying. So again, so from the top of the Gemara, so Abzerah is saying, Ki avina when I was in Bavel. Hava Amri, I would say that had that that which we learned in a Yom Kippur Yom Kippurim shechal lios erev Shabbos lo ha yutoken uvmotzay Shabbos lo ha yumavdilen that when Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday they would not blow shofar at all on Friday Uv uvmotzay Shabbos lo ha yumavdilen and motzay Shabbos they wouldn't make havdalah between Shabbos and Yom Kippur divya kol. I thought that that was according to everybody. Both according to Rabbi Akiva and according to Rabbi Shmuel. According to everybody, there was no need to blow Shofar on Friday when it's Yom Kippur. Now, when I went to Eretz Yisrael, I found Yehuda, the son of Yom Pazi, the Yosif Ka'amar, that he was sitting and was saying, Rabbi Akiva, that that Brisa who says that you don't need to blow Shofar on Friday, when it's Yom Kippur, that's only according to Rabbi Akiva. Because remember, according to Rabbi Akiva, there's no difference between Yom Kippur falling out on Friday and going into Shabbos, or Yom Kippur falling out on Sunday, which means Shabbos is going into it. Either way, you would not be able to put the limbs of the korbud, talmud, shobayna, arbayim, from one to the other. So if there's no need to blow the shofar as a reminder. They know that they're not in th- that the limbs don't go from one to the other. But the E Rabbi Ishmael, however, according to Rabbi Ishmael, who he does make a differentiation between the limbs from Yom Kippur being allowed to go onto the mizbeach, no, from not being allowed. Right, the, the limbs of Yom Kippur not being allowed to go onto the mizbeach on Shabbos, but the limbs from Shabbos, yes, being able to go to onto the mizbeach on Motzai Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur. The Rabbi Yishmael, came to Omar, since he said Shabbos Yom since he says that the fats of 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 Shabbos i.e., the limbs of the Korban Tomasho ben Arbaim of Shabbos would be allowed to be put on the Mazbech Amutsoi Shabbos when it's Yom Kippur. Well, then, Liska, then you should blow the shofar on Friday. So that, so that they know, yeah, dafka, it's the, it's the fats of Shabbos that are allowed to be put on the Mazbech Amutsoi Shabbos when it's, uh, Yom Kippur. However, since today is Friday and it's Yom Kippur, you better wrap things up because you will not be allowed to put the limbs of the um, Korban tamid of Yom Kippur onto the Mizbeach after Yom Kippur um, when it's Shabbos. No, but I said then to Yehuda Breder of Pazi, I said, but quantum's reasoning. However, yeah, but even according to Rabbi Yishmael, this blowing the shofar on Friday when it's Yom Kippur would be unnecessary because who are you blowing it for? For the Kohanim to make sure that the Kohanim know to get all of the limbs of the of the korban bin Arbayim of uh, of Yom Kippur onto the mizbeach before Shabbos starts, the Kohanim are 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 is reason. Meaning, the only reason why we should have to blow the shofar is for other people. If the only reason you're blowing the shofar is for the Kohanim as a reminder, you don't have to remind the Kohanim. The Kohanim are is reason. They're very on top of things. They know exactly what they need to do, and therefore. Even according to Rabbi Yishmael, you wouldn't have to blow the shofar on Friday, and therefore, um, meaning if, if it's, uh, Yom Kippur. And therefore, Rabzer maintains his, his stance, and he maintains his opinion that this b'risa which says that when Yom Kippur falls out on Friday, you do not blow the shofar on Friday, that's both according to Rabbi Akiva as well as according to Rabbi Yishmael. Mark Chizda, Ashi. It says Mark Shisha, of Chizda, Ashi, I'm reading reasoning. Do we really say, that the Quanim are so, like, on top of things. but we learn in the Mishnah. <speaking> in <Hebrew> oh, so we say, in the, um, we say in, 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 a Mishnah, in, in Mesech that in the Beis Amitris, they would blow the shofar 21 times. And it says that three of those would be on Shabbos, on Friday, to, um, um, to remind the nation that, that hey you should stop doing melacha now. And then on Shabbos they also blow uh, three to uh, to signify the difference between Shabbos and, uh, and 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 the week. So the Gemara wants to say that well if they're blowing it in the base of Mikdash well then shouldn't that be to remind the Kohanim? So apparently even the Kohanim need reminders. So, Kedomer Abaye, no, it's like Abaye says, Eshar amad b'yushalayim, Hachanam, Eshar amad Shalayim." Just like Abaye says in a different context, the Masech the Yoma, but the point is that he says that something that they were doing in the base Mithras was not actually for the Qanim, but it was for everybody else. So here also, when it comes to these Takiyas, they're not for the Qanim, to remind the Qanim. The Qanim is reason, they know, right? It's to remind everybody else on Friday to stop doing Malacha and on Shabbos, to let them know when Shabbos is over. So now the Gemara asks, Veliska, or maybe, so the Gemara says, Yeah, but one second. When Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday, so we had this whole discussion of whether or not you need to blow shofar because you have to remind the Kohanim uh, that they have to wrap things up and get everything on the Mizbeach. And we said that, yeah, but the Kohanim is the reason we don't need that. But nonetheless, you should still blow shofar on Friday to let the people know Hey, friends, you're allowed to start preparing the vegetables for after Yom Kippur. Right? So, Nonetheless, let them blow the shofar on Yom Kippur afternoon to let the people know you can start preparing your vegetables for after Yom Kippur. So, I'm um, gonna Yosef, and Shvus, Lahatir. Because we're not Doch as Shvus, right? Right, right, right. The, there's a, uh, the Rabbanon said not to blow the shofar on Shabbos. And therefore, or, and that would apply to um kipper as well. Therefore, we're not going to push off, override this Dinder which is not to blow shofar. We're not gonna blow the shofar just to let you know that you're allowed to Prepare vegetables. We would blow shofar to remind the Kohanim theoretically that they should stop putting, uh, that they that they should make sure that they're going to get everything on the Mizbeach before Shabbos because they're not, uh, before the end of, yeah, before Shabbos, before the end of Yom Kippur because they're not going to be able to do it afterwards to prevent them from doing an Iser. But, and to just let people know that, hey, you're allowed to go to your kitchen and start preparing vegetables, we're not going to override the Dindar Abanan of not blowing shofar on, on Shabbos and also on Yom Kippur. Okay. Rav Rav says actually, no, we, we, there's no problem with being doche um, a Um um There's no problem in theory with blowing shofar on Yom Kippur to let people know that they can prepare their vegetables, but the thing is, friends, we're talking about Yom Kippur that falls out on a Friday. Now, the whole point of preparing your vegetables would be so that you can cook them on you Sh- Yom Kippur. But this year, because Yom Kippur is a Friday, right, which I'm not sure can ever practically happen. But because in this particular um, year, Yom Kippur is on a Friday, well, you're not going to be cooking anything on Shabbos anyways. So therefore, what, what would really be the point of blowing the shofar? Meaning, it's Friday afternoon, you're gonna blow the shofar to let people know that, in theory, if it wouldn't be Shabbos tonight, you would be allowed to go to your kitchen and prepare vegetables so you can cook them from Mutsah Yom Kippur. Meaning, it's just not, it's just not relevant this year. And therefore, um, there's no point of blowing shofar on Yom Kippur that falls out on a Friday. Okay? So, Ravshisha Bridge of Eidhi Omar Shvas Krova Itiru. they allow you to be, um if it's for like immediate relevance, but you know, for, 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 you know, for, to be docha this shvus for, for some, something that's going to be relevant, like basically next year or some other year when Yom Kippur isn't a Friday, uh, that, right, that's not going to, we're not going to override the shvus for that reason. But one second, if you have, a uh, meaning overriding this shvus of not blowing shofar would be allowed if it's to tell you that you're, you know, permitted to do something right now, such as, you know, we said that if theoretically you'd be able to, um, go and prepare your vegetables right now because Motzai Yom Kippur wasn't Shabbos. So Rashi Vidi says that you know theoretically there would be nothing wrong with that. So we learn in the Mishnah Yom Tiv Erev Shabbos if you have a Yom Tiv. A regular Yomtiv, Tiv, Pesach, whatever it is, a regular Yom tiv that falls out on a Friday. So token of Avdilin. So then on Friday afternoon, we do blow T'kiah's Shofar to remind people, hey, you know, there are certain malachas that are allowed to be done on Yomtiv, On Yom tiv if it's for Ochon Nefesh, such as slaughtering animals and cooking them and things like that. So therefore, we need to blow Shofar on Yomtiv that falls out on Erev Shabbos to remind people, hey, stop doing your Melacha, Shabbos is coming. Velo Mavdilin, we also don't do Avdalah on on uh, on that Friday night since it's going into Shabbos. Mutsoi Shabbos. Now if Yomtiv falls out on a Sunday, Mavdilin, so we make a Havdalah in uh, Davening on Friday night, on, on Saturday night, Velo Token, but we don't blow Shofar on Saturday night, which is uh now Yomtiv. Vamai, why don't you blow shofar? Litaka, let them blow shofar. Kiechi delay delay day. So, you can let people know that, hey, you're allowed to now shecht animals and eat them. So, new, if you would be allowed to be docha the shvus, the shvus of not shofar and yomtiv, if theoretically though we would push off, we would override that, that shvus and say that, um, you'd be allowed to blow shofar if it's to let them know that something is mutter, and in this case, on Saturday night, let them blow shofar to let them know that you're allowed to shech to korbanis now because it's yomtif. So according to you, Rav Shijibre, would be permitted, but we say that on Saturday night, you would not blow shofar. Rather, it makes more sense, like Rav Yosef, that the reason why, that right that you're not, uh, that we don't override this, a Shavus, which in this case is that the Chacham said not to blow Shofar on Shabbos or Yom Tov Yom Kippur, that we don't override that if it's to say that something is permitted, such as preparing vegetables to cook on Motzat Yom Kippur or permitting to uh, uh, slaughter animals, letting people know that you're allowed to slaughter animals, etc. Continues the Gemara. Amr of Zeira, Amr Huna, Amr of Huna. So what if Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos? Now that does happen. It happens, feels like it happens fairly often. But Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos, so then you're not allowed to prepare the vegetables, right? If Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, you're not allowed to prepare vegetables on Shabbos to cook on Motzai Shabbos. Amar mana, says of Tanan Ami I'm reading it like the Agudas Bach says. You also learn in a bris like this. How do I know that when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, I'm not allowed to prepare vegetables on Shabbos from Motzai Shabbos to cook them on Motzai Shabbos and Motzai Yom Kippur? So Tammidomer Shabboson Shvus. Well, the pasuk says in the context of Shabbos, it says Shabboson. As uh, Mayor pointed out in, in, in WhatsApp, he brought the Rambam the other day in WhatsApp, and he wrote, and uh, the Rambam says, that because of the puzzle, it says Shabboson, you should make it Shabbos, it means Shvus. Now the Rambam was saying, that means that that's how we learned dinim de'oraisa, that there's all sorts of, uh, Rabbanon, I'm sorry. There's also, uh, all sorts of gezeras that the rabbis said, hey, don't do X, Y, and Z on Shabbos because we want you in the spirit of Shavus, of Shabbaton, in the sphere, in the spirit of, 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 keeping Shabbos. Now, interestingly, at this point, at least in the Gemara, it's not going to be the conclusion of the Gemara, but at this point in the Gemara, the Gemara is assuming that Shavus is actually de'oraisa, right? That from the fact that it says Shabbaton, that means that it's me de'oraisa, whatever we learn out from Shabbaton, and the Shavus concept of not doing certain things on Shabbos, even though they're not the 39 Melachas, would actually be Mideoraisa. Okay? So now, the Brisa is saying, so it says, shavus, So the Pasuk says Shabbaton. And therefore you should, um, you know, rest from doing certain activities. Limai, and when it says shabason Shavus, what's it talking about? Ilem if we're talking about Melacha, so in this case, not just preparing vegetables, but actually pulling them out of the ground, well, we already know that you don't do any of the 39 malachis. So what do we learn from um, Shabboson? Rather, it's talking about something like just preparing vegetables. It's not one of the 39 malachis, but we're saying that don't, you know, refrain for preparing these vegetables on Shabbos, which is also in this case Yom Kippur. Prepare for doing that, uh, um, um, you know, do not prepare these, vegetables on shabbos if you know that you're going to you're only doing it to to um use them on mutzai shabbos therefore um you would not do that because of the within this sort of category of shabbaton Shvus of refrain from doing anything that isn't really a, a very shabbos dika uh uh thing such as preparing for cooking on mutzai shabbos now um okay and therefore the assumption is The assumption is that this Shabbaton, thing is Midah Oraisa. And what we're saying is that on Shabbos, Midah Oraisa, you would not do something like preparing vegetables for Mutsahi Shabbos. And therefore, since it's a Dinda Oraisa, so when Yom, when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, don't prepare these vegetables for Mutsahi Yom Kippur. Even though, if, if, even though if Yom Kippur was on a Tuesday, so you would be allowed to. Um, but because Yom Kippur is on a, Shabbos and it's in Isra on Shabbos and we say that. So if it was on, if it was just on like a Tuesday or something, so then it would be allowed as we're going to see because it's. Um, are we even going to see? Yeah, yeah, we are going to see because it's um mipnei nefesh, right? Because it's part of inoy right? Vinisem is right? Preparing food on Yom Kippur, you know, it's you know you can't eat it, so it's a shetikol agmas nefesh. It's doing the theme of the day of inoy of, um, sort of, uh, making yourself uncomfortable. So, in general, it would be, um, allowed, uh, if it was like, Yom Kippur was a Tuesday, but because it's Shabbos, and on Shabbos, there is this, uh, Dinda Oraisa of not preparing for Mutsari Shabbos, so therefore, um, you would not prepare these vegetables when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. Shmamina. Fine. Um, Reb Bar Abba, Um, Reb Yochanan. Now, Reb Abba says the name Reb Yochanan, however, Yom, Yom Kippur Shachalyos Bishabbos Mutter Biknivas Yarek. But one second. Rabbi says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, you would be allowed to prepare these vegetables. But we have a kasha. What about, what about this b'risa that we just learned? How do you know that when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, you're not allowed to prepare vegetables. Right? Limai. And what's it's talking about this shvus, إِلَمَ لَمَلَاحَةٍ If it's talking about actual malacha, we know don't do the 39 malachas. Rather, it's talking about and preparing these vegetables and don't, right, that's also me the rice on Shabbos. Therefore, don't do it when Shabbos falls out, when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Lo, the oleim No, really, when it says Shabboson and it says Shivus, what's also me the Malachas. And it's saying that not only are you over, when you do a Malacha on Shabbos, not only are you over on a low you're also going to be over on a um, you're also violating the uh, 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 of Shabbason of Shavos, of, you know, rest on Shabbos. But you um, in, so, so when you do a malacha, when you do one of the thirty-nine milachos, so not only is there the losa sev losai sekom mila, but there's also the mitzvah sasei of shabbaton. But in terms of uh, any kind of like thing that we refer to as a shvus, any kind of thing such as preparing from uh, Shabbos to Motzai Shabbos, that's only a mid din banan, right? Because of shvus of, uh, you know, we want you to, you know, in the spirit of Shabbos, of resting on Shabbos, we don't want you to prepare vegetables to cook on Motzei Shabbos. However, if it's Yom Kippur, and, uh, you know, it's part of Enoi Nefesh to be preparing food that you're not allowed to eat right now, so then it would be um, permitted. And that is why Rabbi Yochanan is saying that you would be allowed to prepare these vegetables from Shabbos until Sh- uh, yeah, on Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos. Tanya Kavoset Rabbi Ochanan. We have a brisa that supports Rabbi Ochanan. Yom Kippur Shchalios B'Shabbos. And when you have Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos, mutar b'knivas yarek. You're permitted to prepare these vegetables. Says the Gemara. Let's just finish the parak. Mefatsen beegozim umufaraksim b'irimonim. You're allowed to crack open nuts, and you're allowed to open up a pomegranate on Yom Kippur min a mincho in the afternoon. M'pnei agmas nefesh because it's part of agmas nefesh. Right? It makes you feel. You know, it's part of the theme of of inoy uh, on Yom Kippur. Devei Rav Yehuda. Mikanve Karva, by, in Rabbi, Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda's household, they would, um, peel, um, cabbages, or prepare cabbages, and, um, Deve in Rabba's house, Garde Kairé, they would, um, scrape, um, pumpkins. However, Rabba saw that they were starting to do this too early, before the afternoon, when it wasn't the, when the fast wasn't sort of the hardest and it wasn't inui so Amrulu he said to them so he said that well a letter actually has come from Eretz Yisrael to to us in Bavel from Rabbi Yochanan saying that you're actually not allowed to uh, prepare vegetables in the afternoon meaning Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is that you are allowed to prepare the vegetables in Yom Kippur afternoon um, and because of that Rabbi Yudah and Rabba would prepare in their households they would prepare vegetables in Yom Kippur but when Rabba saw that they were starting to do this a little bit too early so he kind of it sounds like he fabricated this uh, letter that um, that says actually, just off the press, actually Rabbi Yochanan says that you're not allowed to prepare these vegetables on Yom Kippur afternoon. Um, okay, so that's so that they wouldn't uh, prepare the vegetables. Fine. That was daf kufi dal. So there was some interesting stuff. It also got somewhat, I don't know, got somewhat uh, thorough there at the end. So, so let's review what, what, what we learned today. On Daf Kufi Yudal of Masechta Shabbos. So first, we talk about appropriate ways for Torah students to dress, such as you don't want to have holes in your shoes. Also, you should wear clean clothing. Talk about who is a Torah scholar. So in order to be able to return a lost object without having to, um, um, you know, uh, interrogate him, and so that is somebody a Torah scholar who, you know, if his clothes are inside out, inside out he cares enough to make them the right way. Uh, who is the Tamid that should be a, a community leader? So to be a local leader in, in just his town. So as long as he's able to uh, be knowledgeable in the cra- in the in, in, in the in the current tractate that he's learning. If he wants to be the Rosh Yeshiva, well then he has to be able to be um, knowledgeable in 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 all areas of Torah that you can ask him any question and he'll know it. And. Who is a Tamil Chacham who you should, uh, support him, at least provide him with, you know, basic things like bread? That is somebody who leaves his own, um, desires, his own interests for the interests of God, for spiritual interests. Then we talked about, um, uh, the, uh, bringing offerings between Yom Kippur and on Shabbos, and, and Shabbos between, you know, in both directions. So, Bishmael's opinion is that, okay, so it starts from the fact that, uh, you can bring carbon in Davos on, on Yom Tev. Right, so on on Yom Tiv, you're allowed to bring a sort of voluntary korbanos in the base Amikdash, because you're allowed to bring voluntary korbanos, well, then certainly you would also bring allowed to bring be allowed to bring the korban tamid shobin or Bayim of Shabbos that the limbs were not yet put on the You would be allowed to put them on Motzei Shabbos when it's Yom Tiv. So the pasuk of olah well, Shabbos b'Shabbos, which says that the 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 limbs of one Shabbos can be brought in another Shabbos, is saying that when you have a korban tamid, of Shabbos afternoon, that the limbs didn't go on the Mizbech yet, so you'd be allowed to put them on the Mizbech on Mutzay Shabbos, even if it is Yom Kippur. However, Ola Shabbos Bishabbato, it doesn't work in the other direction. The Tamid of Yom Kippur, uh, Yom Kippur would not be, uh, from Friday, would not be allowed to be put on the Mizbech on Shabbos. Rabbi Kiva, he says that Nedavos are forbidden to be brought on Yom Tov, and therefore, what he learns out from Ola Shabbos Bishabbos is that the Tamid of Shabbos is be, is mut to be brought on Yom Tov when it falls out on a Sunday, on Mutsai Shabbos. However, both between Yom Kippur and Shabbos, in, in both directions, you would not be allowed to put uh, limbs of the korban tamit shobin arba'im on the at night. And we talked about uh, overriding dinim derabanan. So if Yosef says that you are not do not override a din derabanan if it's just to say that something is mutar. So for example, you wouldn't be allowed to blow shofar on uh, on 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 Friday that it's Yom Kippur just to let them know that they're allowed to prepare uh, vegetables. Whereas if shezabridav uh, Idy, he says, no, in principle, there's nothing wrong with overriding the Shavuos in order to la'atir, but only if it's for something immediate, not if it's something long-term. But we ended up proving that wrong from the fact that when Yom To falls out on Shabbos, we don't blow shofar to let them know that you can Shecht Korbanus immediately. So that kind of disqualifies his opinion. And then we talk about preparing vegetables on Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos. So, Abzer in the name of Rafuna, some say it was Rabbi Ab in the name of Rafuna, says that it's not allowed. Rabbi Yochanan says that it is allowed. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that daft, and I hope you enjoy your day. Peace out.